Welcome to the Kingdom Community. Many in the body of Christ long for authentic community and a spiritual family to belong to. We exist to connect, equip, and send you into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God on the earth. To learn more about us, please visit kingdomcommunity.global. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Kingdom Community Show. Glenn Blakeney here. So uh, good to be with you. Hey, we are live. And tonight it's uh, going to be a very special night because we're going to be talking about the Great Commission. The Lord is the Lord of the nations. And Jesus said that we are to make disciples of all nations. We are to preach the gospel to all the nations of the world. And you know what? We've been in a time with COVID-19 where many of us have not been able to travel to the nations and missionaries have really not been active or deployed. We've lived in a season where, unfortunately, just because of the instability that we see in some of our countries, we have being in a, you know, an economic recession, all of our personal struggles and challenges on the home front that often what has taken place is many of us have forgotten about the Great Commission. And Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, I give you power, meaning I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, right? John said, there's one coming after me. He said, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And he said, I give you this power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So in other words, guys, there's a purpose for the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not just to have good meetings. It's not just to you know see the Lord bless us and miracles happen. But ultimately, the whole reason, Jesus said, is to take the gospel to the nation's with the supernatural dunamis power of the Holy Spirit. Well, tonight, my guest is Pastor Tony Nardella, and he is the founder and president of a ministry called Heart of Titus Ministries. And they're all about taking the gospel to the nations, but not just, hey, guys, you know, come behind our vision and and just send, give us money or pray for us or whatever. But no, Heart of Titus is all about seeing the body of Christ raised up to go. In fact, uh, Pastor Tony has a television program on Kingdom Community Television called Let's Go, Heart of Titus Ministries. It's uh, available to view in English and Spanish. And guys, this is what it's all about, taking the gospel to the nations, and each and every one of us has a responsibility in one way or the other. I'm not saying that every one of us uh, will go, uh, can go. Sometimes there's even physical factors that prevent us and natural things from going to other nations, but we can all have that going heart, that going spirit. And I remember Keith Green said many years ago in a song he wrote, it says, Jesus commands us to go. And he said, it should be the exception that we stay. And I really believe that it is the exception that we stay. Guys, we need to have a heart for those who've never heard the gospel. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached throughout the world as a testimony to all the nations. 
and then the end will come. So what are we doing to facilitate, you know, the, the coming of the end? Because Jesus said the responsibility is with us to preach the gospel of the kingdom. In 2 Peter 3.12, one of my favorite verses often overlooked, we just skim over and we miss it. He's talking about the end of the age, the end of the world. And Peter says, you know, what should be our response in light of the fact that we're just living here temporarily, that, um, you know, there will be a consummation and this earth will be burned up with fire is what he says. And then he says, we should be a people that are looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God. So in other words, we should be anticipating and accelerating the coming of the day of God. If you read that verse, 2 Peter 3.12, like in the New Living, in the NIV, it actually talks about speeding along the coming of the day of God, hurrying it up. I mean, that's pretty profound when you think about it, that we have a role to play in that. And how do we do that? Well, we pray his kingdom come, his will be done. Ultimately, we make ourselves ready. But the bottom line is that one particular verse that really clinches it all is when the gospel of the kingdom is preached throughout the world as a testimony to all the nations. The word nations means ethnic groups. And there's so many ethnic groups still on the earth that have not heard the gospel. And uh, Jesus said it's the gospel of the kingdom. It's not the gospel of religion that has no power, you know, a form of godliness, no power, but the true gospel of the kingdom that must be preached. So I want to welcome to the Kingdom Community Show tonight, Pastor Tony Nardella, all the way from the Orlando, Florida area. Pastor Tony, so good to have you with us tonight. Oh, Pastor Glenn, thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, yeah, I'm really, really excited about this, um, you know, this dialogue because this is my heart and I bleed missions. I'm about the Great Commission. And, you know, I watched a video today, Pastor Tony, on um, Instagram of a young lady that I know who is originally from Vietnam. She lives in Australia now, and she just recently made a trip back to Vietnam to visit her family. You know, Vietnam is still a communist country, and, you know, it's primarily Buddhist. A lot of people have never heard the gospel there. And uh, as she's been there, she just came out of, you know, she attends a church that's on fire for the Lord. And as she has been traveling throughout Vietnam and visiting family and friends, I mean, people are so open, Pastor Tony. The the video clips, the pictures of people just crying and breaking down and receiving Jesus, you know, wherever she's going. And it's like they've never heard this message and they've never known about this good news. And it's just they're receiving it with like just amazement and, and it's really transforming their lives. So there's no greater joy than that, is there, Pastor Tony, to see people come to know Jesus, really come to know him. Yes, and to walk in the fullness of his uh, power and uh, come to an awareness that uh, they are not orphans, that they're children of uh, their creator. Um, it's it's an incredible thing. It really is good news. Uh, there's no better news in the universe. Uh, <laughs> well, why else would we go and tell people about it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's so good. Well, Pastor Tony, you're also an attorney, and uh, I, that's great. You know, you, here you are. You're, you are the founding pastor of Connection Church, Claremont, Florida, um, the founder 
and president of Heart of Titus Ministries. I mean, how did you get involved in in ministry, in particular, um, the direction you're in, you're in now, and what you're involved in now with Heart of Titus and and going to the nations? Wow, uh, great question. Uh, short answer would be. Um, I was an atheist in law school, um, wow. got witnessed to by a bunch of friends, got saved. And then a few years later, um, the Lord spoke to me and said, I've called you from the furthest corners of the earth to the furthest corners of the earth. I go, okay. Uh, went about trying to figure out what that meant in the flesh and instead uh, went through a season of great testing. And perhaps 10 years after that was when I made my first mission trip. Wow. And what was that like, your first mission trip? I mean, I always remember that, you know, I look back and go, wow, my first one. <laughs> we went to, I, I was part of a team of eight. We went to the jungles of Peru in the Amazon. And uh, I was, you know, serving, carrying the briefcase for my my pastor mentor. And uh, I saw things on that trip that I'd only read about in the Bible or in revival books. Um, you know, demons coming out of people, healings. I saw a blind woman get healed. Uh, it, it it rocked my world because, you know, you I read this stuff in the Bible. You know, you hear stories about this. And, but honestly, where I were places I was going, that was kind of rare yeah. um, in my years of Christian life before then. And boy, to see it just yeah. so much of it just unfolding in front of me. Um, never been the same. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And that's amazing because we have of course, embarked on many mission trips. And we've also taken teams to different countries. And the same thing happens without exception. You know, people go there, they encounter miracles. They see the power of God really being demonstrated. And it just marks them. And, you know, they get changed and they're like, oh, wow, I can't go back. In fact, one of my friends who was pastoring a church in Canada was going through this kind of... Um, it just like what's going on. It's like this spiritual metamorphosis. Um, I just feel there's more. I feel like my life is not fully um, being lived out to its potential in terms of what God has called me to do. And so I invited him to come on a mission trip to Southeast Asia, to the Philippines, in fact. And at that point, he came, he saw the power of God, just the openness to the gospel and how the Lord was moving and went back and, you know, ended up resigning from his church in a very short period of time, not because he's against the church or anything, but he just like, I got to do this. And, mm -hmm. and that really points us to the scripture in Matthew 9, where Jesus, who was moved with compassion, saw the people as sheep without a shepherd. And then he said that the harvest is greater, plentiful, and the workers are few. And he said, pray that the Lord of the harvest would send forth more workers into his harvest field. That word send forth for our audience is the Greek word ekbalo. And ekbalo is the same word that is translated cast out or drive out demons when Jesus said. Mm. And so guys, it's never like a term of endearment. It's not, it's always speaks of violence or force. And, and so it's saying, pray that the Lord of the harvest would push out, you know, would, would just do something to move his people out into the harvest field. And, and I know God, he does that. And he moves us out of our complacency to send us out. The persecution that happened in the book of Acts, uh, 
and they wouldn't take the gospel. I mean, they were very comfortable, right? In Jerusalem, God was moving. They had a revival. But what about what about the Gentiles? What about Samaria? And the next thing that happens after the persecution breaks out in Acts chapter 8, verse 1, is Philip goes to Samaria, and then eventually they go to the Gentiles. So, Pastor Tony, let's talk a little bit about this. I mean, we've entitled this program really The Great Omission. Um, the importance of the church, meaning we as God's people, being engaged in harvest. Um, your ministry, Heart of Titus, is all about that. You, you have a mandate from the Lord, and you're very intentional to see people um, step into that calling and, and really answering that prayer that the Lord of the harvest would send forth, pray for more laborers. So tell us all about Heart of Titus and what your emphases are in that regard. Well, you know, you had mentioned earlier out of Matthew 9 about how the compassion that Jesus felt uh, for the multitudes when we saw how harassed and helpless they were like sheep without a shepherd. And when the Lord gave me the name for our ministry, Heart of Titus, I actually found it in 2 Corinthians 8, 16. And Paul's writing to the Corinthians about uh, Titus and two other fellows that he's going to be sending there. And he says, I thank God who put into the heart of Titus the same concern that I have for you. You know, it's that concern. It's that welling up of compassion that it's love. Um, and that's what the Lord has put. Paul recognized that God had put the same love in Titus that he had put in Paul. And so we're just kind of a tribe of people who have this compassion for people and want to go to the nations to not only win souls, but to heal the sick and to drive out demons and to teach them uh, the living word of God that will bring so much joy and benefit to their lives and help them get through what is, as we all know, a very difficult life. So Heart of Titus actually started about nine years after we were going to the mission field. Um, I ended up leaving the church where that had sent me out originally. And I, and I just needed to have some kind of covering. And the Lord led me to go get with a few other guys, start the ministry. And that's what we did. And we've been going strong now. It's been all about 18 years uh, since uh, that day we started. And we've, we've just made, I don't know, thousands of uh, man, man week trips. And I guess that didn't come out right, but we've just sent hundreds and hundreds of teams of people right. primarily to preach the gospel, primarily to bring comfort and encouragement to God's church overseas and to display his work. So yes, it, it's been an incredible privilege uh, to do this and um, we're going to keep doing it until the Lord comes back, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. And you know, Pastor Tony, one of the things that um, I, I would like to just know about you guys is like, with all these people that have gone out and the teams that have been dispatched to the nations, I mean, what type of person is qualified to go on a mission trip? Well, you know, it's an interesting thing. Um, when relating back to that second Corinthians eight passage, where you find heart of Titus, um, Paul was commending Titus to the Corinthians. He wanted them to receive him, but, you know, he didn't say, you know, hey, I thank God that gave Titus a seminary degree, or I thank God who gave Titus uh, a strong anointing for prophecy. He just, he talked about the heart. 
And the main qualification, I believe, is heart. And God can add everything else to that. But if you don't have the heart, uh, there's uh, not much uh, we can do with with that. Hmm. Uh, so we've been blessed to have people that are really passionate for God's people and and believe that God will do the things that are written about in the Bible and 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 bring about this blessing and healing to those who call on him and believe in him. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, on your television program, Let's Go, which, you know, airs on Kingdom Community TV. And uh, there's so many guests that you bring on that are part of Heart of Titus. And they've gone on these mission trips. And some of them uh, are young, new Christians, young in, mm-hmm. in age as well, uh, biologically. And it's really impacted their lives as a result of going on one of these mission trips. Um, so it's so, so good and encouraging to see that happen. One of your statements, Heart of Titus, is your emphasis is equipping ordinary people to preach, teach, and flow in their spiritual gifts. So this is what Jesus said, right? That every one of us is to be involved in going, being raised up, equipped, doing the works of ministry. And yet in many places, the, people just attend a church service, but they're not doing much. It seems that this is changing. I mean, COVID, a lot of people stopped going to church yes. and many people have not returned. I mean, there's still a significant portion of people that have just not returned. And my conviction is that people, many people are looking for something significant. They, they need a sense of purpose. And, you know, people throw themselves into their work, their career, into whatever it may be. But the greatest mission, the greatest purpose is preaching the kingdom and doing this. So for people that have a heart, maybe like you've been successful in life, They've been successful, but they've just say, I've never really done anything of lasting eternal value. I want to finish well. You know, I want to leave a legacy in some way. Um, I want to encourage people to connect with Heart of Titus and what you're doing, because you're going to some places that the need is just, it's just, um, it's just sometimes even overwhelming, but it's extraordinary. What are some of the things you see? on these mission trips in terms of the need that people have. You talked about the temporal needs. So what what are some of the things that you actually see? Well, uh, you know, you know, the scripture says that Jesus was sent to preach good news to the poor. And that's generally the places we end up going to. Uh, we go to people who can't afford to give us a decent offering. Um, it's very unusual that we even get our airfare paid for, um, not, or sometimes our in-country expenses. But for us, ministry costs, it doesn't pay. And I know the worker is worthy of his hire. Um, but as I think of the Apostle Paul, you know, sometimes, um, you know, the churches that sent Paul would help pay his expenses. Uh, sometimes the churches that received Paul would pay his expenses. And a lot of times nobody paid his expenses and he had to make tents. But God always provided. So it's the provisions really not that important. Um, if we can use what God has put within us to bless people who otherwise couldn't receive um, a minister with anointing, yeah. um, then you know, we're happy to go. 
Um, and we trust the Lord that, you know, not only is he going to provide the anointing, but he's going to provide the resources to get there and back. Mm -hmm. And so uh, what kind of things do we see? Um, you know, it's it varies from country to country and even town to town and even, you know, neighborhood to neighborhood. Uh, some places there's, um, you know, we have the privilege of uh, preaching in middle class churches or upper class churches. But usually it's people that most North Americans would be um, shocked to see the condition that most of these people live in uh, and that they take for granted and they still have happy lives to some extent anyway. Uh, so, it, you know, you see poverty. With poverty comes humility. Uh, it's just usually that's... Uh, one of the things, and in fact, in Spanish, uh, when they say that somebody has a humble home, they're, they're trying to mask over the fact that, you know, he really doesn't have much money and his home shows that. Um, so it's, humility is a good thing. Um, and we see a lot of that. And for perhaps that's one of the reasons why we see a, quite a bit of miraculous outpourings, um, healings and deliverances and prophetic and, and more um, in these places. So what, so yeah, that those are that's just a scattered, a small sample of what we see. Yeah, so good. Now, tell us about some of the miracles that you've seen. And you believe, obviously, not only in in meeting people's temporal needs, helping the poor, but you believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and miracles. Um, tell us about that. What role has that played in Heart of Titus? You know, really having breakthrough and being an effective and Maybe share one or two stories. Wow. Well, you know, one of my favorite stories was on my first trip. And, um, you know, the uh, the pastor who mentored me brought me along with him. And he's uh, he's he's just a Holy Ghost ministry machine. I mean, it just I, it, it wasn't just the services. It was, you know, the taxi driver, you know, praying for him to get saved. He's stopped at a red light and he's crying, he's bawling his eyes out. Or you just walk into a church office where there's a number of employees there, and the next thing you know, they're all on the floor, slain in the spirit, you know, or getting deliverance, or getting healed. Um, it was just 24/7 with him. Uh, yeah. But on this first trip, uh, on we did this crusade in this very poor area, in, in a place that held maybe a thousand people. It was under a roof, but it was really outside. There was no walls to speak of. And uh, the second night, I think, was healing night. And, the, you know, the crowds just rushed the altar. And there was eight of us all together praying by twos. And uh, there, when I was, when me and my partner were done, I saw one of the other um, team members who is a pastor's wife uh, praying for this indigenous woman who was prostrate, you know, prostrate on the ground. And she's looking at me like, I have no idea what this woman needs. There was no translator. I knew a little bit of Spanish at the time. Went over there and I could determine that uh, she said, you know, my eyes so that I could see. And uh -huh. so I relayed that to the, the pastor, you know, the, the pastor's wife. And so we just went on to praying for her eyes. And then this woman began to pray for her eyes. And it was such a groveling, desperate prayer. I mean, it really marked me just how desperate she was to get relief. And she was saying things like, how am I going to take care of my kids if I can't see my kids? Uh -huh. And all of a sudden she gets up and she said, Mas claro, mas claro, which in Spanish means more clear, more clear. Wow. I remember the story of Jesus praying for the blind man who saw people walking around like trees. And Jesus prayed again. He got his eyesight restored. Uh, so we went back to praying. And this woman got totally set free of the blindness. Wow. And 
Um, and there were so many people that got healed that night that there was a testimony line that I think uh, my mentor took about 45 minutes allowing people to testify. And he didn't even know a blind woman got healed in one of his services until the plane ride home. Uh, so it, it was that kind of outpouring of grace and miracles. So that that's one story that really marked me. On that same trip, there was a, a pastor's daughter who had fallen away. She was in her 20s and um, she'd actually sent one of her girlfriends in to uh, call the, uh, the good-looking uh, uh, translator we had from Guatemala, who was a pastor. Um, and the and the and this fallen pastor's daughter was looking. I hate, just call it what it is to seduce him. Yeah. And he started ministering. And then um, my mentor came along, and we spent two hours, or he spent two hours, delivering, administering deliverance to her. And to the point where she had this um, this bracelet of amulets, I guess. And one yeah. by one, while she's hissing down her nose, she's handing these amulets over to my pastor. And when she gave the last one, something broke. And wow. her eyes became clear. And she was like shining. She got totally free. Um, you know, that, that being my first trip, never seen anything like that before. I mean, yeah. those yeah. are faith builders. Pastor Glenn, I mean, yeah. in the scripture, we should not underestimate the power of signs and wonders and miracles to strengthen our faith. Yeah, we can have saving faith, but God wants to give us faith to do so much more to get our way into heaven, you know? And I tell you what, when I see stuff like that and you get a little bit of training, it makes you think, well, heck, I can do that too. Yeah, Absolutely. So good, Pastor Tony. And, you know, when the church gets on mission, which we're called to do, then, you know, we're fulfilling our purpose. And Jesus said he gives us power to do mission. If we're not doing mission, then a lot of times we don't see the power in operation. As soon as we step out and do the mission, then, you know, we see his confirmation. The Lord works with us, confirming the word with signs and wonders following. And uh, so good, so powerful and so necessary. Um, one of the other things that I just want to talk about is where you live in Claremont, Florida, which is just outside of Orlando. There is an extraordinary unity among the pastors and other kingdom leaders. Um, tell us about that. What What's going on there in terms of that? And, and how do you guys, how did it all start? Well, um, I got an invitation by text message, and I wasn't even sure who sent it, um, about, uh, I'd say 10 years ago, um, to attend a pastor's prayer meeting. Now, there was another pastor's group in our area, and I, um, you know, I had attended that from time to time, and it was the kind of meeting where the pastors would look at one another and say, well, I, I just thank God for the 80 people I baptized last month, and you know, all the other pastors who didn't baptize 80 people wanted to crawl under their chair. Uh, and unfortunately, there's um, there's some of that out there. People don't I don't think people realize what they're saying could have that kind of impact. But uh -huh. but uh, I went to this pastor's meeting and everybody was there just to pray. They were friendly. There was no sense of jealousy or competition. And uh, so I started to attend every week praying with the pastors two or three hours every, uh, you know, there would be one week, one morning a week. Um, and then that pastor retired and moved out of town. They asked me to take over the group. And so we're about, we're not all the pastors in our area, but we're probably a dozen or 15 or 20 if everybody shows up at one time. 
And it's gotten a little bit more difficult over the years because some pastors are now working full-time jobs, but we're basically um, pastors of all different races and stripes and um, even, um, you know, styles of worship. And uh, we come together, we talk about the Bible, and then we pray for one another. We do unity meetings together where we, you know, we'll have the people in our churches show up at a central location, um, pray for the city, worship the Lord. Um, but I'll tell you, I've, some of my best friends in the world are now other pastors in this group. And for me, uh, this is incredible. We had about four or five of them take a trip to Ecuador in uh, just a month or so ago. Mm. And they met with several groups of pastors. And they not only spoke about unity among pastors, but they modeled it. They, you know, the, the pastors could see the friendships and the cutting up and the relationships between uh, and among the pastors that are, were visiting from the United States. And I believe that really had an impact. Um, and I really would like to see more of that. And that's something we work hard for in our ministry. But yeah, in Claremont, we've been doing it about 10 years now and uh, meet with these guys regularly and not just on our weekly meetings. That's powerful. So Pastor Tony, what would you say to someone who has a heart, you know, they're doing ministry in a location, could be overseas, and uh, especially missionaries. You know, I think about that a lot. I have friends that are missionaries, live in another culture, and sometimes they feel alone and they're like, yeah, I've tried to build unity, build relationships with other pastors, but there's just not that you know, openness or, or, or maybe they really haven't tried. I don't know, but they, they'll say, look, we just don't have that unity. What, what would you say? I mean, I think it's so exceptional what is happening in Claremont and, you know, you guys do a lot of things together, even on the television program on your TV show and let's go. You've got different pastors from the area coming on and like, there's no competition It's you just all realize that, you know, the enemies are only threat, our competitor. So, yeah, I mean, how, how would we foster that type of unity? How do we how do we build that? Well, I can't speak for anybody else, uh, Glenn, but um, for me, um, I came to kind of an epiphany some years ago early in my Christian walk where I realized that you can't do God's work man's way. And I, at that point, I became really dedicated to the proposition of working on the one, you know, helping to strengthen the one team that is guaranteed the win, and that's the church. Mm -hmm. um, and as we look at the church, you know, I think we're doing much better than we were 30-something years ago. Okay. Um, but we still have some way to go. And for me, it's my confidence that Jesus is bringing unity to his bride. It's not a work that man can do. And I have to trust him, just like I trust him for the word of salvation in my life. I've got to trust him that if he says he's going to make us one as he and the father are one, that he's not telling fibs. He's telling the truth. Yeah. And I wanted, and I believe that if I sow seeds in that direction, that the harvest is going to be abundant, not because of anything I can see, but I have seen it. I've seen little bits of it. And what I tell pastors overseas is that you're stronger together than apart. And we and we tell his stories and we share testimonies about how um, when one pastor falls down, the other one picks him up. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had pastors in our group uh, you know, pay the salary of another pastor wow. uh, when, when things are tight. 
on repair roofs. Uh, when when a sign fell in a hurricane, and the other and the guy didn't have the money to pay for it, fix it. Somebody else did. Um, we're all there's always that generosity going back and forth, and you know you can't outgive God, especially if you're given to another servant of the Lord like that. So, yeah, so I'm I'm really believing that um, although uh, the evidence may sometimes suggest otherwise, that mm -hmm. God's going to have the final word and his church will be uh, uh, without spot or wrinkle yeah. uh, when he comes back. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I agree. I really believe that it's regardless of what's happening in the world and other countries, there's wars, there's darkness. I get that. But we are seeing more people come to Christ today. There is uh, those denominational lines are, and walls are being broken down. So there's a greater sense of unity and collaboration. And right now, I think there's something happening even in terms of hunger for the Lord. There's uh, an awakening, I believe. There's a stirring, at least, that mm -hmm. is happening. So, so powerful. And one of the keys, I really believe, to seeing the church activate and really come into that place of revival is unity. And but and, and it's not this kind of just um, horizontal type unity where we just kind of agree. It has to become a spiritual thing, right? Where we we walk with the Lord as we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. So um, again, there's no collaboration. I'm sorry, no competition we're all on the same team and we need to come together to fulfill Jesus mission. Yes. And, and so how can those who are listening to this, it's going to go all over the world, the podcast, the video recording, how can people who are interested in getting activated and stepping out and making a difference in helping other people um, connect with, Heart of Titus Ministries, and, and and how can you help them specifically? Well, um, I want to encourage everybody to go to our website, uh, www.heartoftitus.org, um, and uh, you'll find there a very variety of materials, but I want you to register on the website, and that, that gives you a place where you can sign up for our free newsletter that we send out every month or so. Um, and then also send an email. Send us an email at heartoftitus at gmail.com and tell us what you're looking for. And we'll see if we can hook you up with that. Um, we're just making available now for people that are interested a series of videos that we did, some before, uh, just before COVID and uh, one now we just did uh, since COVID on um, how to prepare for a mission trip and what to expect on a mission trip. Hmm. I'm not, again, I'm not talking about mission trips where you uh, swing hammers, and those are very good mission trips, and I commend them to you, but I'm not very good at that. I, uh, the art kind of mission trips are where we go and we share the gospel and we uh, teach and preach and we minister. Um, and, you know, if you want to know more about what that kind of a trip is like, just write to us and we'll, we'll make the, uh, those, that video ser series available to you. Yeah. Um, it's uh, once probably altogether, it's probably about 10 hours of videos to, with different people, not just me, um, a variety of our team leaders uh, sharing their wisdom and their insight in different aspects, uh, both um, um, from a ministry perspective, from an administrative perspective, from a cultural perspective. So I really want to commend those to you. We have a Facebook page. We're on 
on Instagram and all that. We encourage you to, uh, and of course, on Kingdom Community TV, um, we have our own channel. Um, we're on YouTube. I want to encourage you to go there and uh, uh, like our videos and become a subscriber. So all those things that you do on social media to let people know that you want to see more of what they got. But I, I can assure you that in the 25 plus years that I've been uh, privileged to go to the mission field, that we've got no end to the stories and uh, no end to the practical experience we can share with you. Uh, right now, we're not much of a, you know, we teach, but <clears throat> it's more from the practical side. I believe that, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh -huh. I believe that today there are many good churches, many good seminaries that will teach you everything you need to know about the Word of God. It doesn't right. replace self-study. Um, but what we're lacking on a bit, I think, in terms of making disciples is walking alongside people in terms of giving them practical experience. Yeah. And in the coming months, we're going to be doing some more conferences and meetings um, and some by Zoom where people can participate. And then from there, we're going to be recruiting team members. Uh, my personal prayer for many years has been, Lord, I want to send out a thousand fire teams simultaneously. Wow. Um, you know, the, the need is endless. Uh, and right now, there are so many churches that even that are just within our orbit that want to see um, our teams come. And I just don't have enough team members to send there. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so I'm crying out like Jesus did. I'm praying to the Lord of the harvest to send more laborers into the harvest to follow them, as Pastor Glenn says, to make them go. And yeah. so if you're one of those people that might have an interest, uh, you know, get to our website and let us know who you are. Or, you know, make a comment on one of our um, on our Heart of Titus uh, Facebook page. Yeah. So good, Pastor Tony. Thanks for sharing that. And again, everyone, the website is heartoftitus.org, the email address to contact uh, Pastor Tony and Heart of Titus Ministries is heartoftitus at gmail.com. Guys, check out uh, kingdomcommunity.tv, click on shows, and you're going to see Heart of Titus. You can watch the episodes. There's incredible episodes. It's very well done, professionally done. But also in Spanish, on Espanol. So it's not just in English. There's Spanish as well. That's awesome. And uh, also on Kingdom Community Radio now, too. KingdomCommunityRadio.com. You can download the apps. And Kingdom Community TV, of course, is not only available on the website, but it's on Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Google TV, Apple TV, uh, LG, Samsung, and then mobile apps as well. And uh, on our podcast, guys, follow the Kingdom Community Show podcast. Subscribe, like, and leave a review. So good um, to have everybody check out this ministry. And you have your own live channel now on Let's Go on Kingdom Community TV, where you can just go there. You'll click on it, and you'll you'll just be able to watch episode after episode. You can binge watch <laughs> Let's Go Heart of Titus. So, Pastor Tony, um, I know you have a, an amazing team around you of various individuals that help out, even with the TV show. But um, one of your board members, who's also a team leader, his name is Darren Slack. I've seen Darren on the show. Um, he's the producer for the show. He has a book called Reclaiming Prophecy that's available on Amazon. Um Tell us what's that book about? And obviously it's on Amazon. People can go there and get it. 
Well, the, just as the title suggests, it's about um, bringing prophecy back into the church in a way uh, where it can have its function restored of edifying, comforting, and encouraging God's people. Um, for It's been my experience, and the, I believe the experience of many people who are watching this video, that uh, even if even churches that agree with the prophetic being available today, uh, it's kind of limited. And there's a lot of reasons for that, many of them good ones. Um, but God wants prophecy to flourish in our churches, and because he wants our people to be edified, comforted, and encouraged. You know, Paul exhorted us in 1 Corinthians 14 that, I, you know, I pray, you pray that you do well in every gift, put it in my words, but especially that you prophesy because prophecy builds up the church. And to me, the Great Commission is going to wait until more people are built up in the faith, including by prophetic ministry, so that they can go out and do the work in the ministry. You know, I pray that there's a thousand more Billy Grahams, but what I really pray for is 10 million little Billy Grahams. And just regular, ordinary, unschooled people like the apostles were considered in Acts 3 by the, the Jewish leaders that, that had hung out with Jesus. And they changed the world. They turned the world upside down. So Reclaiming Prophecy is a book that gives us prophecy back in our armory. It gives us um, the ability to use that in our local churches. And Darren is one of the most incredible teachers of the prophetic. Uh, besides being a, an incredible prophet, he's humble in his use of it. He uses teams. He'll, um, he will shut down pretty quickly any attempt by a team member uh, to kind of draw attention to themselves instead of to the Lord. I mean, one of his analogies I love to bring up, and it's probably in the book, I don't recall, but he says, a prophet is kind of like, um, a, you know, a, a delivery person who's bringing flowers. So if I'm on a mission trip and I will have a buddy back home say, hey, would you get my wife some flowers? It's her birthday. And just deliver them for me. You know, it's 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 a humble job of delivering a love package from the sender, not the delivery boy. The delivery boy is irrelevant. It's right. the it's the love between the recipient of the package and the person who sent the package. And we just get the privilege of being the people that are in between. Yeah. So with that kind of humility and that kind of understanding of our role, I believe that we can see the prophetic be reclaimed in the churches. So I really want to encourage everybody watching to get a copy of Darren's book. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. So everyone, uh, the name of the book is Reclaiming the Prophetic. Darren Slack, Darren spelled D-A-R-I-N. Slack, S-L-A-C-K, on Amazon. Great book. Highly recommend it. Get a copy of it, please. And do not forget to check out Heart of Titus Ministries. As Pastor Tony's mentioned, heartoftitus.org. It's been such an honor to have Pastor Tony Nardella on the Kingdom Community Show today. And everyone, please subscribe to our podcast. Share the videos on social media. We really appreciate it. We just want to get the word of God out. We want to see unity and the body of Christ be equipped and activated and sent out. We're in a season where God is moving powerfully, and this move of God is really focused on Ephesians 4, particularly verses 11 through 16, where God gave the fivefold to equip the saints 
so that we see the church built up so that the whole body is activated and doing their part in terms of ministering, obviously coming to maturity, the fullness of the stature of Christ, the unity of faith, all of that, but making a difference in the world so that the world sees Jesus Christ in us because we're his body. Check out our podcast, Kingdom Community Show. The Power of Five is another podcast I do for those of you who have a real heart and passion to learn about the fivefold ministry. It's a brand new podcast, only three episodes out at this time, and uh, people are, are listening to it all over the world, guys. We appreciate you. We love you. We're here for you. Check out kingdomcommunity.global. Become part of our community. We do training. Uh, we have amazing people from all over the globe that come on and be part of that in different ways and uh, kingdomcommunity.tv. And of course, our ministry is Awake Nations, awakenations.org. We'd love for you to check out that website as well. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Have a great day, great evening, wherever you are in the world. Thanks for joining us today at the Kingdom Community. We trust that you are encouraged as a result of spending time with us. We exist to connect, equip, and send you out into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God. To learn more about the Kingdom Community, please visit our website, kingdomcommunity.global. Again, our website is kingdomcommunity.global. Together, we are better.